0: Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice, for conquering the grave and so much more in our lives. Every day you rise with us and are with us to face whatever adversity, to give us strength when we are weary, courage when we are frightened, and peace when we are troubled. You are the light of the world, the beacon of hope and the sun that shines on those who praise your name here and across the earth. Please help us to love like you do, helping those in need and bringing your love near and far in any way that we can. We pray this in your blessed name. Amen. Please be seated as we have a special treat today. We have some folks who are here to share their story of how God and Christ Church are working in the world. You want to come on up?
1: All right. Well, we want to thank you for coming today. Obviously, this isn't uh, one of our traditional services. So if you're here for the first time, uh, we do ask that you please come back next week when Pastor Bob is back. He gives a great message. I'm sure you'll love it. And, um, so, but with the pastor out, it does afford us this opportunity to uh, talk to you today about the, the mission trip, uh, what we did as a short-term mission team, the, uh, uh, an update on the CARE Center and then uh, give you some updates on the, on the ministries that we're supporting over there and what they do and uh, how uh, we work with them. And then uh, you'll understand why uh, we do support them. And uh, that support uh, goes a long ways to lift them up and, and give them strength as they do their work. So uh, that picture up there, it, it didn't come through very well. Uh, we landed at about 2.30 a.m. with uh, the time change stuff on Mission Sunday morning. And what that is is one one Sunday a year they uh, all the missionaries from around Addis Ababa come together and uh, they have one big church service so uh, what that picture is basically was it was up on the balcony there was flags of all the countries from all the uh, missionaries that were represented uh, here at this church service so they were estimating about 1,300 people at this service they had 10 set up outside uh, for overflow uh, I believe they seat about 800 In, in this uh, particular sanctuary there And um, the, uh, That was comprised of uh, 53 countries And ba- basically a, uh, a third of the uh, countries in the world Almost were represented Doing mission work in Addis Ababa So it does go to show How big the need is over there How many people are reaching out And uh, trying to, to lift those people up and it was a great way to start our mission week off by by uh, attending the service it lasted about 2 hours and uh, we sang uh, many songs in the uh, native languages of the missionary missionaries there so that was that was quite interesting so great start
2: we also got to spend considerable amount of time at strong families where the sullivan's that's their center that they're running uh, our missionary team was blessed to be able to spend time with our children like Sanat up there, she is in the two year old classroom. And thanks to sponsorships, uh, she is able to get nutrition. She gets early childhood education because she'll graduate from the center this year and go on to Strong uh, Academy to go to school. Her mom is so lucky now that they're sponsored in the program, she is able to go back and she's going to school. And she's going to be going to beauty school and graduates in June. So we got a chance to meet mom. She's super excited about being able to provide for her daughter. Uh, Strong Families is orphan prevention, and it's a chance for the kids to stay with their parents. By providing the moms a chance to go out and work, they can provide for the children and aren't having to make the decision to either give their child away to a relative or give them up to an orphanage. So we were really lucky to get to work with little ones like her. This is the donation room, and thanks to everyone's generous donations, we were able to fill up those shelves. There are 43 kids in that program, and that it doubles as Bridget's office, but we are able to fill those shelves with new outfits. Each family is given two new outfits for their child each year. So we gave shoes and coats. Rainy season is coming, and they were very thankful to have those waterproof coats because it will keep them warm in the kind of dreary, cold winter months coming up here. This is the one-year-old classroom. We also, thanks to generous donations, were able to provide lunch for the nannies as a thank you for all the hard work they do with those children. They're there loving those kids, taking care of those kids every day, and they don't really get to eat together very often. So we were able to provide them a lunch, and while our team spent time with the kids, supervising them in their classrooms and getting them down for naps and singing songs, They were able to sit down together as a team and eat, and they were very appreciative. Also, we were able to provide for the families bags of food. We gave bags of fresh produce for them because that's something that's very expensive over there. And thanks to donations, we were able to provide dry goods as well. We gave them spaghetti, taft, and some cooking oil so that they will have supplies not only for the next few days, but those supplies were expected to last for up to a month. So the moms were very thankful. We also got the opportunity to build a chicken coop for the Sullivan. There's Jewel Sullivan with Rick. They are sawing to build the chicken coop. The chicken coop will have 40 chickens in it. It currently does. And it will be providing eggs for the center as well as providing eggs. Extra eggs will be given to the moms to take home. It also provided another job for a woman over there. One of the moms is going to be in charge of cleaning and taking care of the chickens and cleaning out the coop. So it was another job opportunity for her. And there is the finished coop. There is Mark Sullivan with Rick and Bill Stevens. And they were super excited and proud of their hard work. And it turned out really nice, I think. We also did a craft with all of the kids, and pictures, as all parents know, are very important to them, and it's really hard for the women over there to have pictures of their children. So we took a picture of every child. That's little Helena. She is in the one-year-old classroom, and that's her name written in Amharic, the native language. And so we gave each mom. It has their handprints, their photograph, and their name as a keepsake and a little reminder. And, again, it was just a blessing to be able to provide it for them.
1: So uh, our partner over there, uh, Stronghearts, I'll give you a little bit of update on that. You were able to meet Dundee a few weeks ago. He he stopped up and uh, gave a a quick visit, and uh, he's the founder and director of Stronghearts. And they have a number of programs uh, underneath their umbrella. Ours is one of those. Um, They do have a spiritual license there as part of their organization, which means we can openly uh, talk about Christianity with the families. Uh, Otherwise, we're not allowed to do that, um, or we'd be in violation of the government. So the the real nice thing about the partnership is that we can actually uh, spread the word of Christ with uh, the families over there and anybody else that uh, comes through the center. So uh, one of their other programs here is is hospice, and they do uh, support uh, for cancer, HIV, and TB patients. And uh, their hospice is a little bit different. It's not just end of life. It's it's really support um, all the way through. So if they get diagnosed with any of that, they do uh, they have nurses and that that go around and, and uh, make these visits. So what we were able to do as a team, we broke up into different groups and we were able to uh, visit you know two or three of these patients. And uh, in this particular picture here, that's uh, a Seculum who I actually uh, had the privilege of visiting with a couple other team members. And uh, as you can see here from a couple months ago, always a smile on the face. And uh, despite what, you know, she's going through in that, she did turn to the worse uh, about three weeks ago and passed away last weekend. Uh, so she's certainly in a better place. But, you know, we had the privilege of being able to pray over her individually and as a group and uh, give her that time and uh for, you know, for us to be able to do God's work in this way, to, to show her that you know, God loves her so much that he would inspire us to travel 7,000 miles just to give that time and prayer with her you know, individually, that was quite an honor. So uh, great program, uh, lifting these people up and uh, giving them uh, hope and, and faith. So uh, another program they have there is this academy. And with the uh, academy, I believe this is a second-grade classroom here. They actually have 300 kids in the program uh, from around this, this Cora neighborhood that would otherwise not be getting an education. And uh, and it's basically, you know, pre-kindergarten through the third grade now. And uh, I believe these were second-graders here. And um, they're fully sponsored so that their education is paid for. Uh, for basically, it's for families that can't afford it. And they were, uh, they, they actually sang some songs to us in uh, their native uh, Amharic, their native language. And uh, then, they did, then they asked us to sing and dance back for them, which we're not going to show you how that wor- worked out. It wasn't pretty. But uh, great kids, very respectful. And, they, and because of this program, they have an opportunity to break this cycle of poverty. They're learning both English and Amharic, so they'll have... You know, hopefully better uh, uh, communication skills and better opportunities for work in the future. And then uh, there's one program that's just starting up. They have a street kids program, and uh, there's a uh, family down in Chicago that looks to be moving over there in June or July that will be helping to run that and uh, might be something that we can help with uh, next year's team when we do next year's visit. But it's, uh, it's a great group of programs that they have over there, and they're growing, and a great organization to be a partner with.
2: We also spent a morning visiting orphanages. Uh, as I said, Strong Families is an orphan prevention ministry, so we thought it would be important for the team to also see what the orphanages are like. We visited two orphanages. The first one was Kabebe Tasai, which is the government-run orphanage. Unfortunately, they do not allow any photos or Really, it's actually extremely difficult to get in. We were very lucky that the Sullivans knew someone, a guy that we had met four years ago when I was in the government orphanage visiting. who He had been in the special needs room there, volunteering, and he continues to volunteer. And he was able to take three team members into the government orphanage so that they could walk around and experience what a government orphanage is like. And it's hard to even describe in words what the government orphanage is like. It is hard to see. It is probably one of the most difficult parts of the trip. Um, The babies are often crammed very close together, multiple babies per crib. You get two diapers a day. Regardless of anything, that's all you get. Uh, The kids, the older ones, are two to three, poor little twin bed. They're on top of each other. There's not a lot of supervision. There is some. We were able to at least bring them some supplies. We brought them some toys. Balls, balloons, bubbles, and then also we were able to donate some money that the Sullivans are able to go back for Easter dinner and bring um, goats, actually, and other animals to be served for dinner that night. So we knew that the kids were getting the food, and they were very blessed to get their Easter dinner that night. Uh, Then we went on to G'day Moret, which is an orphanage run by a Malton nun. It is one of the best orphanages over there. That's me in the special needs room there. She does an excellent job, and it gave the team a perspective of what a really well-run orphanage looks like. It's still an orphanage, as you can see. The kids are you know, lined up in the room and stuff. Uh, we were able to donate formula with for them, which was really helpful because they're always in need of formula. We donated clothes, supplies for them as well. It was nice because it's a chance for those of us who've gone back multiple times. Some of those special need kids are not able to be adopted, so... You see the love she has for them. I mean, there's certain kids like Elsa, who has hydrocephalus. She has been there every year that I've been there. She was 6 when we got there, and she's 10 now. And she is an amazing little girl. And you see the love that her caregivers have for her. It is a wonderful organization to support that. So it gave the team, I think, some perspective on what orphanage life is like.
1: So uh, this is a picture from Bring Love In. And uh, that's Dana there greeting the kids. They were just coming back from school. You can see they have the school uniforms on, and that. And uh, this is a program that the Binkert family family has started. And uh, they actually just started. Their, they just uh, celebrated their fifth anniversary over there, um, doing ministry work. So uh, these, these uh, kids here actually come from the government orphanage, and uh, they put together what they call forever families. So they basically employ widows to take um, care of these kids. So the kids are actually under, uh, you know, ownership or, or uh, accountability with with uh, Bring Love In, but they actually live with these widows and these moms, and they, they raise them as one of their own kids as a family. So uh, that, that helps the widow uh, support them, and then these kids get an opportunity. As you can see, they're wearing uniforms, so uh, they're getting an education now, good, good schooling, and... Uh, they have, an, again, an, a better much better opportunity than they would have if they had been in the government orphanage. Uh, and I would like to add that very respectful kids. Each and every one of them will come up to everybody and shake their hands and thank us for coming out there. I, I do know they understand that you know, this program is supported by people like us that come out, you know, drop off donations. We started their library, helped them start a library last year for uh, books and stuff for them to study with. And uh, they're, very, they're very thankful and very respectful kids, which is uh, quite impressive of a program considering these kids are coming out of these orphanages that, that uh, uh, they're not treated the best in. So they're uh, having a little bit of a struggle with the government right now where they're not wanting to uh, release kids uh, into programs right now or adoptions. They're they're cracking down on some issues that have happened over there. And as such, they actually, uh, the Binkers started another program, and they have 150 fully sponsored families that they actually support to keep the kids home so that they don't end up in an orphanage. So it's, uh, again, orphan prevention and... uh, this allows them to continue you know, helping, the, helping the families in those neighborhoods that really are desperate. This particular program is like a three-year program to lift the families up so they have a, you know, a specified period of time where they're helping them to you know, get them a better working opportunity and those type of things, and then uh, they don't lose their kids this way. So great program.
2: We also got the chance to go back to the Nehemiah Center. Last year we took a team of teachers over there to provide them intense training. It's a school for autism. I'm happy to report that they were able to move into a new, bigger center, so they're able to take in more kids this year. Uh, As you can see, the team got a chance to play with the kids. We got on the playground equipment. We got to see their new classrooms. The teachers there are doing an extraordinary job following up on the training that they received last year. They're always trying to educate the people of Ethiopia. They just held a march, actually, to encourage more education about autism and that the cause of autism and that those kids should be definitely loved and taken care of because it's still a stigma over there. Um, It was a wonderful experience to just play with those kids. We ate, shared food with the kids. It was an incredible experience and always one of my favorite as those kids' smiles definitely brighten your day.
1: So here's a picture from uh, No Ordinary Love. This is on a Saturday. And uh, No Ordinary Love has a couple of programs there. And uh, one of them, uh, they were actually work with the government, and uh, it's called Emanuel House. And they, they actually, uh, what the government does is they uh, get kids that... And a lot of times they were adopted. Now the adopted families are turning them out on the street as street labor and things like that, and they're abusing these kids. So what the government does is they intervene, they take these kids away, and they actually bring them back to this ministry here. And then they have social workers that go out and find their birth families and and check out the situation there. And if it's it's safe, then they reunite that child back with their uh, birth family. And uh, they have some videos on their site if you ever want to check that out. And uh, it actually shows some of the, the uh, reuniting that it goes on, and, and the celebration that happens when that's going on. So, uh, fantastic program, um, really helping kids that are, that are being abused. And uh, one of the neat things here too is they had a sign on their wall. Uh, I believe it said, "God loves you," and um, they don't have a spiritual license there. They're not. They don't have. A, uh, they're not approved to do that. They can actually get shut down for uh, sponsoring uh, religious. Things and not having that uh, sanctioned by the government, but uh, in their particular case, the government actually works with them anyway. Despite this, I mean, it's just such a fantastic thing. I don't think there's anybody that's ever walked into this the grounds of this ministry and not just felt that it's just so right, and um, uh, it's such a cool thing. So here, uh, this picture is a bunch of the bunch of kids. It's on a Saturday. They come in from around the neighborhood. Uh, they get some, you know, Christian ministry here. They were singing us some Christian songs. Uh, they got one, I think it's called Father Abraham. It's, it's hilarious. And, uh, I wish we had that on video because you'd really enjoy it. But, uh, um, so they sang us songs like that. And then, uh, the, the other part that they do as well is they, they bring people in, families in from around the, uh, community there. And it's, it's a, uh, uh an opportunity for them to get one meal a day. that might be their only meal, but they do serve them that. And, uh, it, at least, uh, they're getting some nutritious, Food and that, and I know as a, as a church, we've had a lot of donations that have gone to this uh, specific ministry, uh, be it financial or material with food and and um, uh, shoes and clothes and stuff like that. So uh, here you can see they're all well dressed, clean clothes, um, well instructed kids, and uh, you know, again, that might be their only good meal of the day. So. It's great to be able to support a ministry like this and uh, pick these kids up and pick these families up. Uh, This is a picture here of uh, Hope Enterprises, and that's a feeding program that's the only one of its kind in, in actually Ethiopia, and it's in the heart of Addis. And basically it was started 40 years ago... By a couple that, uh, basically they were tired of walking down the street and everybody's begging for money and asking for handouts so that you know they can eat and stuff like that. So they decided, well, why don't we start a feeding program here? And uh, basically how that works is uh, well-doers from the area will actually buy tokens, which cost about a quarter of the cost of, a, of the meal. And they'll hand it out to people in need on the street. And um, the rest of the, the cost is actually picked up by people that donate into the program. Here you can see Mark Sullivan. He's actually feeding them what they call wat. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that is, but uh, it's uh, it's and really, if you look, it's it is a sand pail. They're they're uh, feeding out of that. So you make do with whatever you can. But they get injera, which is their local bread, and they get some of this. And uh, they they feed about 200,000 meals a year with this program. So um, the sea of humanity coming through there when we were there. Uh, helping them out was was uh, just amazing. It's just it's just a touching experience. And then uh, at the end, nothing goes to waste. So they bring up uh, if there's anything left over on the plates, we knock it into a bucket. And later on, uh, you know, somebody will come up and they want you to scoop that out so that they can bring some of that home to family members that maybe don't have the strength to even get to the feeding center. Um, so it's it's a little disturbing that way, but it's it's such a great thing and. Uh, And it's been our honor to to be able to be part of that. So Carrie will take us to close now.
2: And here's a picture of our wonderful team. There is eight of us this year. Uh, We have, and they can stand up. Two of them are actually in our audience today. We have Janine. Stand up. We have Debbie. And they were joined by Jennifer, Dana, Rick, myself, Carol, who actually lives in Reno, Nevada. She flew out to be with us. And Bill Stevens, who actually attends another church in the area. We had an incredible experience. And thanks to the donations provided by everyone, we were able to leave behind great clothes for the kids at all those organizations. We were able to leave behind donations to help cover for food for the cost of feeding the kids at ordinary love at bring love in for their after school snacks and for other programs that they need all the places we would go we were able to leave a lasting thing with them we worked really